I rushed over to the field from a work event. Didn't have time to warm up, arriving right around game time. I jogged out onto the field, feeling a little bit stiff, playing in left field, trying to get warmed up as the game started. Coming into the dugout, getting ready to hit, hit a ball to the fence, end up scoring an in-the-park home run. Go back into the field, still feeling a little bit stiff, haven't been able to fully get warmed up. Come back to the plate for my second at-bat of the game. I hit another ball to the fence, this time instead of left field, right field. I run towards first base. The first baseman, standing close to the base, is blocking my path. I have to navigate around her, a co-ed softball game. Planting my left foot on first base to go towards second. I feel a kick on the back of my left leg, thinking, why did the first baseman just kick me? I fall to the ground, tumbling in the dirt, realizing quickly that something else had happened. I grab my left lower leg, realizing that my foot is floppy quickly making the connection that my Achilles has popped and is gone. A ruptured Achilles. In shock, I look around. Everybody's staring at me on the field. Nobody's sure what to do. I stand up. I hop on one foot to the dugout. I quickly take a seat. Everybody looking at me still. Unsure what to do. I put my head in my hands knowing that this has just happened. In shock, I realized quickly that I can't stay at this game. I can't be in the dugout. I need to go get this foot checked out. And so I do. I hop on one foot. A friend on the team comes and helps me walk to my car. It's not helping. I can't walk. So I say, hey, look, let me just hop to my car. So I hop about 100 yards from the field to my car. I had, prior to the game, rushed to pick up my daughter from school. She fell asleep in the car, so she is still sleeping in the car. My mom, who was going to come watch my daughter there, sitting with with her. And so I say, hey, look, mom, I got to go to the hospital. Can you follow me there? We drive to the hospital. I check into the ER. They check me into a room. And there I sit. For about 45 minutes, just just me. Thinking about all the things that I had worked so hard for over the last six months to a year. Working on my fitness, working on my health. Building up this confidence within myself that this is going to be the best softball season of my life. As a result, I signed up for three different teams. I was on a co-ed team with my company. I was on a co-ed team with my sister. I was on a men's league team that we had always played on for at least 10 years at this point. I was ready to go. And all of that hard work went flashing before my eyes. This is going to take me a year to come back from. Season is gone. This was the first game of the year. How am I going to hold my daughter, right? She loves to be held. I love holding her. I was going to take a trip to Disneyland in the next couple months. Can't do that now. 
I had a trip planned for work that was going to be in Chicago with a lot of executives. Can't do that now. Everything that I wouldn't be able to do was flashing before my eyes. Doctors come in. They do an x-ray on my foot. They do an ultrasound and confirm full rupture of my left Achilles. They put me in a splint. They give me some crutches. And they say, good luck. We'll schedule surgery with you in a couple days. It's a huge weight to bear. You are alone, right? I come into the ER. Everyone's kind of looking at me. I leave the ER. Nobody's helping me out, out to my car. I just ruptured my Achilles. And here I am learning how to crutch with this hurt foot about 200, 300 yards to my car. It's a humbling experience. And today I want to share a little bit about that journey. It's been up and down. It's about 21 weeks since I got my surgery. And I've learned a lot about myself, both mentally and physically, and want to share a few of those things with you today. When you go into surgery, which was my first surgery of my entire life, I was very nervous. You, you have this feeling that surgery is it's normal, but sometimes it's not, right? Sometimes it's not normal. And that was worrying to me. So you go in, you check in, and you get hooked up to all these different machines. They come in. All the nurses are, are doing a great job of just comforting you. They start to give you some different medication so you can start to calm down and ease yourself into it a little bit. Meanwhile, the surgeon's nowhere to be found, right? He's busy, you know, kind of doing his thing. And I think one thing that stood out to me as I was waiting for the surgeon is I look up to the left and I look at his schedule for the day. And I see a few things on his schedule and it just freaked me out, right? He had me at the top. I was the first one of the day with my Achilles rupture repair. A little bit later in the day, there was somebody who had to amputate their leg. And that freaked me out. This is a big deal. And so it got me off on this little bit of anxiety as I started to get closer and closer to the surgery going through. They ended up giving me some different medication. I, <laughs> at one point, I got to the point where I was starting to black out. And so they had to flip my feet above my head to get the blood to rush back to my head. Ended up getting through it, but it was a crazy experience. So then they take you from this kind of initial prep room into the surgery room. And there's a lot of people in the surgery room. It looks like one of those Grey's Anatomy scenes where there's this big surgery room. Lots of lights showing down on you. You're just laying there ready to get after it. And then one of the nurses comes in. He puts a mask on your face. You start to breathe in this gas. He says, take a few deep breaths. And before you know it, you're waking up from the surgery. Surgery was about two hours. I woke up about, you know, two hours and 15 minutes later. And that kind of set me on my path. And so at the same time, I can't feel my leg because they put a numbing agent into my nerve, a nerve block. And so that lasted about four days for me. And so I go home and... It kickstarts my journey of, of what's next in my recovery path, right? So I get home, I'm, I'm sitting at home and I'm like, man, this has been a crazy whirlwind. 10 days ago, 
I was playing softball. I was excited about this big season. Ten days later, now I'm at home. I can't move. I can't feel my leg. My leg is in this big giant bandage. I have to crutch everywhere. I have a two-story house, so I have to go up and down stairs just to get out of the house. And I was feeling a little bit defeated. I was telling myself, you know, if anyone can come back from it, it's me. But deep down, I knew it was going to be really hard. And not that I shy away from things that are hard. Right? I've done a lot of hard things in my life, but nothing like this on a physical level that was a complete recovery of something that was a big injury. I had gone my whole football career without any significant injuries. And here I was 10 years after my last snap with a big one. And so for that first three weeks after surgery, I'm wrapping my foot with trash bags and saran wrap, taking showers. Brutal. I'm, I can't go to work, so I'm working from home. Thank goodness I had some flexibility there. But it's hard to work. It's hard to focus on, on those things when your main focus is, how do I get back from this injury? And it's not a little injury. It's not like you can put a little bit of effort into PT and come out on the other side and, and be okay. Right? This takes a lot of effort and a year of consistency to take you from a place where you can't walk, where you're taking trash bag showers, to the place where you can be a full athlete again. And so that was hard to come to grips with. So like I said, for that first three weeks, I had this splint on my left leg. I had to take trash bag showers. I had to learn how to use crutches. Crutches were really painful underneath your armpits. And so that was hard for me to adjust to. I made a little home on the couch, right? I had my laptop. I was working there. And I would order a lot of food because I couldn't cook. I had some people swing by. My family's in town, thank goodness. So that was very helpful. They were able to come help me out from time to time. Mow my lawn, you know, take care of my dogs, help with my daughter. My daughter was also really helpful, right? She was only, when it first happened, she was four, but she turned five shortly thereafter. And so she was at a point where she could start helping out. She was feeding the dogs. She was helping me get water or food from the fridge. And, you know, it was so great to start to see her do things that can help me out a little bit. After that three-week initial period, you then go to the doctor and they check out your injury, right? So they take off that initial splint. And the splint is there because your, your stitches are still healing, right? You've got a big injury on the back of your leg. In this case, I had six stitches in a butterfly-type special suture that allowed for the skin to heal like this versus inward. And so they take those stitches out at about three, four weeks, and they give you this walking boot. And within the walking boot, they have this, this kind of heel that keeps your foot in a point. The key is keeping all the pressure off of your Achilles tendon. And so you want to keep it in as much of a ballerina point as you can in the early days so that it can heal without any tension on it. And then every week you start to put a little bit more tension. And so you take a little bit of that heel lift out 
and you start to get back to the point where you are on level ground. And so at about 10 weeks, you go back to the doctor and you are on level ground. You don't have to crutch any longer, right? You're not supposed to put any pressure on it through that eight to 10 week period. And then from there, at 10 weeks, if you're doing well, you then get approval to start walking with the boot. And so I started walking with the boot. I couldn't walk very quickly, couldn't move very fast, but I would start going to the gym. And for me, that was an escape to say, look, I know my foot is really banged up. And even with the boot, I can't do much. But why not go focus on building other parts of my body? And so I started to work on building my upper body and started to eat healthier. I started taking supplements that I was doing research on. Collagen peptides or something that helps build that Achilles back to the point that it was before. So I started doing some research, started taking some of my, my nutrition seriously. And from, I would say, 10 to 15 weeks, that was my focus. I'd also go to PT. And in PT in those early days, you're not doing a lot of exercises. It's all about starting to break up the scar tissue. So I did this thing called Graston, which if you look it up, it looks like a medieval torture device. Or they're basically just scraping the tendon, trying to break up the scar tissue, the inflammation. It's really painful, not fun. The first, I don't know, four or five weeks that I did it, it felt like torture. I hated it. But I knew that it was something that was going to benefit me in the long run. And so once you get from that 10 to 15 week period, that's when it starts to open up a little bit. You get approval to take the boot off. I can start walking with a normal shoe, which for me was not a lot. All right, I'd take one step with my right foot. I'd take a tiny little peg leg step with my left foot. It's kind of like a pirate, but it was progress, right? So I'd be back in the office working now and I'd be walking into the office. It would take me a long time, but I did it. I would go get a coffee break. Take me a long time, but I would do it. And so it started to get to the point where, you know, I could move a little bit faster. I could go to the gym and I could start doing exercises. So at about 15 weeks at PT, instead of just doing a little bit of stretching, a little bit of Graston, a little bit of strength building, I was starting to do real exercises, real focus on stability, right? So all those stabilizers that keep you stable, like if you're jumping on one foot, landing on one foot, pushing off one foot, all of that is so important and you don't realize it when you're healthy, but hard to get back when you have this 15-week period where you're not really using your leg. And so you're doing assisted calf raises. You're doing lunges with stabilizers. You're doing squats with a 25-pound bar, trying to get as much depth as possible. You're starting to build this confidence that, yes, I'm feeling the progress. I can walk a little bit better. The limp is starting to go away. I feel like I can do normal things in my life without having to worry about, oh, man, I got to bring my crutches along. I'm going to be too limpy for that. I, my daughter's going to get tired and she's going to want me to carry her, but I can't because I have this limp. And so you start to see, like, there is a light at the end of this tunnel. And I don't know if my situation is the same as everyone who went through an Achilles injury, right? 
There are some people who recover slower. There are some that may recover a little bit faster. But for me, it's been about being as consistent as I can be, being as healthy as I can be outside of PT, right? Doing PT on my own, eating as healthy as I possibly can, realizing that I get one shot at this, right? Sure, I can go back to PT if I don't do PT now in the future, but there's this window of opportunity right after you have an injury where you can get back faster, right? Your body is saying, I want to heal. I want to heal correctly. And if you don't fix yourself, if you don't put in the work during that window, it's going to be a lot harder. You may not ever get back as much if you don't take it seriously early on. And so that's my mindset when I go into PT. I'm coming in, I'm doing the work. I know that's going to be hard. I know that it's going to be painful. But I know that if I do it one day at a time, tomorrow's going to be a little easier. And then a new thing is going to be hard. Right? So for for me right now, for a long time it's been really hard for me to do toe walks. And toe walks are think about walking on your toes, flexing your calves. Most people could do a toe walk on one foot and then switch to the other foot. And so for me, that has been a really hard exercise. And for a long time, I was using ski poles to do that. And I was probably doing that for seven, eight weeks from week 14 till now. And over time, I slowly started to ditch the ski poles. Didn't feel like I could ever get there, but I did. And then I would kind of limp a little bit with no ski pole. And now I can do it with no limp at all. But if I would have said on week one, man, this is so hard. I'm just not going to do it. Well, I would have never gotten to the point that I am today. But instead, four times a week for eight weeks, walking on my toes, you get to the point where you realize that that is the culmination of your efforts over time. And you can take this to anything in your life, right? And that's given me a lot of confidence to do other things where yeah, this is going to be hard. Starting a podcast is hard. It's going to be hard. There's going to be times where I feel like, man, I'm going to need somebody to lean on. I'm going to need these ski poles to get me to that next step. But don't forget that light at the end of the tunnel. It's going to get easier. It's going to start to become second nature. And you'll move on to the next hard thing. And so for me, the next hard thing is starting to run. I can't jog. I can't run. Not yet. I have to go back to the doctor here in a couple weeks to get final approval for starting to run again and do more high impact activities. And I'm excited, but there's a little bit of self-doubt again, right? Because I haven't done it yet. I haven't run in five months. I'm going to have to relearn how to run. And so that's my next hard thing. And you can take that to anything in your life. But just because you accomplish something doesn't mean you're done. Just because I can walk on my toes doesn't mean I'm done. You think I want to walk on my toes for the rest of my life? No. I want to be out on the softball field. I want to be chasing my daughter, chasing my dogs. I want to be the athlete that I was before, if not better. You got the promotion at your job? What's next? It's the same thing. Just because you reached a goal doesn't mean you're done. Find the next goal. And so for me with my running, this past PT last week, 
it was the first time I really started to feel like I think I'm going to be able to run again. I'm doing what I'm call what are called pre-running drills where you start to load your body and get ready to to push off in a significant way that maybe you wouldn't if you're just walking around. And so I did jump rope for the first time and the second time and the third time. Feeling really good about that. I can jump. It's fairly balanced on both sides. I did some drills where I'm landing on one foot and both sides just to keep it balanced. And then the thing I'm most excited about is I ran up a flight of stairs for the first time. And sure, it wasn't perfect. Definitely a little bit of imbalance there, but it's a start. And this is the start of my eight week ago toe walking journey, right? Where I felt like I couldn't walk without the ski poles. And now I can't run without having a little bit of a limp, a little bit of an imbalance. Another eight weeks from now, I'm going to be facing my next goal. How can I sprint again? How can I do box jump again? Those goals are on the horizon, and I'm excited. So this whole injury has been a roller coaster, right? I was in a really excited state before it happened. I'd put a lot of work into being healthy, and but it was a hard reset for me. Maybe I was being healthy or thought I was healthy before. I have taken that to the next level. I'm eating much more healthy. My lifestyle is healthier. I'm taking time to do the things that are meaningful and impactful, spending time with family and friends, focusing on relationships, focusing on doing things that I love. And I'm excited for what the future holds. If you're dealing with something like this, maybe it's not an injury. Maybe you've just had a tough go and you need to come back. I urge you, think about the small micro actions. When I say micro action, it's one day, walking on your toes. Don't feel like you're doing a lot in the moment. Day two, walking on your toes with the ski poles. Day three, ski poles. Day 14, a little bit less on the ski poles, but they're still there. Day 28, ski poles are gone, a little bit of a limp. Month five, no ski poles, no limp. On to the next thing. You can do it. We all can do it. We can all come back from things. And so use this story as motivation to say, look, maybe I'm going through something really hard today. And I haven't found the courage taking that first step to say, I'm coming back on this journey. I will keep you updated on my Achilles injury. I'm excited about the progress I've been able to make over the last five months at this point. And hope you take some of what I've talked about today and put it into your own life and the, and you, and the things that you're facing. Right? We're not all facing significant injuries. But hopefully you can take some of the things you've learned from me today and put them into action. Thanks for joining me today. I'd love for you to subscribe to my podcast. So whether you're watching on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe and you'll get updates on all the new episodes coming out. And as always, stay on your path, stay inspired, and above all, stay great. We'll see you soon.